Welcome to your call to action with your host, Simon Bruno, sharing inspiration and motivation from the e-commerce world. Today, this is your call to action. Hi guys, welcome to your call to action podcast with me, Simon Bruno. Today, I've got a very special guest in Oliver Leap. How's it going, Oliver? Well, Simon, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. As is tradition with the podcast, we kind of get the the guest to introduce themselves. So I'll let you introduce yourself, I guess. Awesome. Thanks, Simon. <laughs> uh, my name's Oliver. I run a small a digital marketing agency for small businesses here in Perth called 3AM Ideas. I've been running the company since 2014. As with anything digital, it's been going really well and it's been yeah. uh, really exciting to be working with these companies. Before I started 3AM, I graduated from Curtin University with a Master's of Marketing. From there, I went into the junior exploration field here in Perth, helping a number of companies research their projects, research the feasibility of their products, but also helping these guys take the next step from their traditional model of doing things that they've been doing very well for the last 40 years. Yep. Now taking that step into the digital realm, you know, signing them up onto Facebook, getting them onto Twitter, getting their ASX announcements onto Twitter, you know, yep. email automation, those sort of things. So I did that for several years. Uh, after that, I saw how many cowboys there were in Perth and, you know, what some of these people were charging for relatively mediocre work. Uh, so I decided to step out on my own and I started 3AM Ideas and here we are today. So if you could pick one specialty for 3AM, what would... Um, oh, the number one specialty for us has always been business startups. Yep. Uh, the, the second I started the business, within probably two weeks, we're on the page one of Google for startup-related marketing queries. So business startup package, small business startup package. Yeah. We were the first digital marketing agency to do that in Perth and Australia. Yeah. Uh, our only real competition was ANZ and Commonwealth and the only startup they were offering was actually startup loans. Uh, so yeah. we were the only marketing guys uh, on that search results page. Now, a few years later, you search those same queries and we've got a buckload of competition in that yep. field now. Uh, but still rank relatively high, not only in Perth, but Australia-wide. Oh, awesome. So I guess SEO would be... SEO your, has been a, a huge your, part of the yeah. success. Uh, and I guess not only SEO, but market research, knowing what we're going to get into, knowing which niche we're going to look after. Yeah. You know, Everyone's trying to gun for the big fish here in Perth, You know, trying to get those big, juicy clients that are yeah. paying you thousands and thousands a month. My philosophy was... We can build those clients ourselves, you know, and there's a lot of clever people out there. Yep. Why not help them through the startup process with an affordable package, get them going, and then three, six, 12 months down the track, when they're starting to make good money, yep. we can upgrade their package to something more sustainable for the yep. future. Well, let's kick off with like some content because our, our listeners are e-com business owners yep. who are probably in the same sort of... Uh, realm like in the startup sort of space yeah, yeah. e-commerce business can some either take a long time to get some traction and start going otherwise and Explore some other ones are like <laughs> boom like <laughs> going crazy so yeah why don't we talk about social media and like ppc ads that's kind of a a big thing now pretty common pretty common uh, pretty thing. common strategies for yeah. small businesses and startups to to employ obviously when you compare 
these strategies to what small businesses had to do 15, 20 years ago, which was, you know, direct mail, maybe print media, you know, billboards on the side of the road. That's not only hugely unaffordable to startups, but my point of view was always, there's no tracking behind it, you know? Yeah, Yeah, true. I can have a billboard on the side of the road, but I've got no idea how many people saw it, who saw it, what demographic there were, and what actions they took based on seeing that billboard. Then digital came about, it became hugely affordable, you know, barriers of entry were really low, you know, we were all on the same playing field because Facebook and Google ads were all new, uh, especially Instagram ads now, you know, there's no handbook behind it, you know, we've all learned from the same experience, from the same mistakes, you know, from some of the better gurus and some of the dodgier gurus out there, you know, so... It was really exciting to see that come along and it's had a huge impact on on how uh, small businesses and especially e-com clients uh, are are growing their businesses. We did a um, a podcast with my good friend Bryce and we're talking about how you can use these sort of PPC type deals, uh, more specifically Facebook and Instagram Mm. to test your product because you can, if you have a rough idea of your niche that you want to target in your head. Um, I don't know, say you got sportswear or something. Yeah. You obviously have a rough idea of who you're, who you're going to target. Or who so you think can, you're going to target. Yeah, that's it. So you can just chuck 50 bucks out on, on uh, Facebook ads, chuck a cool image, look up some ways of writing a good copy. Engaging copy. Yeah. yeah. And then just see what happens. Yeah. I guess. yeah. yeah. It's, it's a yeah, very, very quick, very cheap uh, way of testing your, your audience, you yeah. know, doing some market research, you know. Again, going back to pre-digital, that would have cost you a huge amount of money to test your product. Yeah. You know, even taking the risk of trying to throw that out there. You yeah. Know? Traditionally, companies would do product testing in markets like New Zealand, which were isolated markets, but still Western countries. Yeah. Um, and Kiwis are quite clever, so they're always adopting really cool things very quickly. Yeah. So that's how companies used to do it. But yeah, yeah. as you said, nowadays, 50 bucks over two days or one day or, yeah. or two hours even, you know, yeah. throw it out there and you can immediately tell with the data you're collecting, has this worked? What's my return on ad spend here? You know, how can I change things about? Yeah. Or has this been a complete failure? And even if it's been a complete failure, the data you've hopefully gathered from this exercise will let you know why this was a failure. Yeah. You know, was this the wrong audience? Was this the wrong creative? Was this the wrong ad copy? You know, previously you could never do that. You couldn't tell that from a newspaper ad. You know, you, you don't know where you went wrong. Yeah, that's now it. you can measure, and really that's the core of of marketing nowadays that a lot of people forget is just test and measure, test and measure each audience and each market's going to respond differently so data is your number one key here yeah it's definitely like even data just in a broad sense is becoming its own industry in itself absolutely big data is going to be where the money is in like huge in like 10 to 15 years maybe even earlier than that Um, very quickly coming back i attended a virtual conference uh the google cloud conference on ai recently and uh the ceo of google cloud was saying that essentially data is the new oil you know as ai is coming about which is which it is coming 100 percent it will play a huge impact for big business big businesses but also small ones you know yeah. if you are gathering that data now if you're collecting that data now storing it away when ai comes about you can feed all of that data into ai and ai will start working for you i've come across clients and i come across them regularly Family businesses been running for over 10, 20 years, you know, multi-million dollar turnover. 
doing really, really well. Then you sit down, talk to them about their digital and what they're doing because they want to grow in that respect because they know it's important. They haven't spent a single day tracking their website traffic with Google Analytics. Mm. So that's 12 years, 20 years, you know, down the drain of, you've got no idea of what's been happening online, you know? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Can you imagine true. if you gathered that data? Once AI comes about, it's so important. Mm. Record, record, record. Yeah, record. With Keepspace as well, I guess the aim of um, our business is to automate, obviously, e-commerce orders and stuff mm. like that. So as you said, once you get a lot of data in that, and that really could not only help us with our business uh, internally, but externally as well by providing good content with people. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you'll start recognizing trends, you know, even for the listeners, you know, they'll start identifying trends in their own buyers and yeah. what's happening, you know. And the trends is where you're going to start making your real money, you know. Yeah, okay, hitting at Facebook ads, Instagram ads to a cold audience. Yeah. Hopefully you're making a bit of cash out of those. But we all know that the real money usually comes from retargeting or further down the funnel yeah, when people it. are familiar with your brand, yeah. you know. When people are familiar with their brand, they've gone through a certain interaction a certain time with your company. So there's obviously data there. Yeah. Identify that data, see where you can upsell, see where you can cross sell and yeah, just keep hammering your database of valuable. Yeah. My favorite retargeting tactic is to get people who abandon your cart. Yeah. Because obviously people who abandon your cart know your know your company and they actually were almost in the process of buying something. So they've been really interested but there is something that is there on that last page that just you know like they just don't want to buy something off you it could be something like delivery um time or shipping or something like that like and yeah. you know what we often look at ourselves as being the problem you know yeah oh, what's my shipping cost should i've done free shipping was it yeah. my price did they find a better price somewhere else but we forget that people are people you know they might be sitting at home you know they might be sitting on the phone they yeah. were about to purchase something and their kid comes running in the door you know or yeah, yeah, their yeah. partner wants them to do something they forget to check out because they're getting hassled and then they forgot who you are yeah. and you know they just got too busy with life life happens that's it um, yep. and that's when the retargeting and abandoned car it's like oh yeah i i was meant to check that out yeah that's you it know? if you're not if you're not retargeting abandoned carts you are you're missing, you're, you're out, missing out hugely yeah because yeah, say you've got a thousand people who abandon your car if you can create a campaign just to specifically target mm. them and only if you get like 10 percent of them exactly that's 100 customers right there yeah. you know what i mean yeah it's that's huge, huge yeah. especially for like growing e-com and, businesses and what, what's that really going to cost you on a daily basis a few bucks you know yeah, targeting that those sort of numbers yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah it, it's a cash cow to be milked that one yeah that one there especially why don't we go through each one of the three big main platforms main platforms and which one you would use for specific in- industries what, so what Facebook ads, uh, I guess they're, they're a big hype in the last few years. They've been the sexy thing to be doing. You know, yeah. I've got a lot, get a lot of clients coming through the door wanting to do Facebook ads because their clients are doing Facebook or their customers are doing Facebook ads or their competitors yeah. are doing Facebook ads. The problem with Facebook ads is that you have to realize that when people are browsing Facebook, they're not there to, to shop. You know, so really what you're relying on is hijacking their attention span with really, really good creative, with really engaging ad copy or with a really good offer. You know, yep. so that's probably also goes back to the abandoned card thing. You know, people aren't really around around these platforms to be sold to, you know. So then if you do get them to the stage where they've almost checked out, 
um, you're doing really well. Um, so just know that they're not there to to buy. You yeah. know, they're there to see what their friends are up to, what funny cat videos have been uploaded, etc. Um, so the remarketing and hitting them again with your brand over and over again is, is very important. Having said that, I think Facebook ads are very, very effective. They can be very effective for certain industries. Uh, you know, we've got something like 2 billion monthly users on Facebook. Yep. Uh, so you should definitely be present on, on this platform. Uh, e-commerce, you know, I've just recently bought something uh, from a random company because they hit me with Facebook ads. Yep. And then they were very, very clever with their retargeting as well. Yep. Um, the product was probably a bit above the price point that I wanted to pay. Yep. But after being hammered for about two weeks with with ads that weren't annoying, but that were really engaging, yep. it's like, you know what, I don't care, I'm just gonna spend those extra few dollars, you yep. know, and pay for that premium shipping to come from Europe as well. Um, with Facebook ads, again, you know, you've got a huge audience here. One of the problems with Australian e-commerce stores is that our local market is really small. Yeah, especially when you compare it even to our immediate neighbours, you know, Indonesia, huge population, yeah. you know, Malaysia, huge population, go out a bit, we've got China just around the corner. Yeah, yeah. So then you look at tiny little Australia with our 24 million, 25 yeah. million people, you know, you've got a very small market. Yeah, very small. Yeah, we I went think to... one of the dangers is of clients that come to us wanting to start e-commerce stores who might have just started their Shopify store and they're not getting any sales, you know, don't, you're not limited to Australia, you know, you've yep. got, it's just a digital campaign, yeah, you've got global reach, That's it. go global. UK is probably a very good market to be tapping into because they're very similar to Australians, but they've got way more people there. We went to your Australia Post event mm. and they were, the Australia Post guys are telling us like you, you might think like Australia's um, e-commerce thing is pretty big because we do 24 billion a year, oh, yeah. but um, in, in actual fact we're only zero point zero one percent of the whole oh, e-commerce wow. market. Yeah. yeah. So you know if you guys are like struggling with the Australian market, then maybe just uh, go to the UK or or something like that because at the at the end of the day we're only zero point zero one percent. Yeah, that's tiny. Of, yeah, yeah, really really small. So tiny, and China yeah. China's pretty big i think trying to do like 390 something billion or something wow. and yeah. they did their um you know how they had that 11 11 singles day mm. they did more in 16 hours on that day than all of australia in one year <laughs> yeah <Wow. laughs> so yeah stuff like that stuff like that is just crazy hey like yeah. i find find that really don't don't, don't get comments, trapped in the small small world thinking yeah there's a much it. much bigger world out there beyond australian borders yeah we're very very happy to buy uh, you know, Australia is looked upon very favourably, uh, you know, yeah, uh, internationally. Uh, so there's there's definitely an opportunity here for, for Australian listeners uh, to capture some of the global market. Yeah, especially in regards to stuff like food and stuff like that with China. Mm. Um, yeah, Chinese China, people care about what they eat. Well, um, yeah, so exactly. Yeah, and, you know, especially with, the baby formula Yeah, the baby thing. formula yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why, um, you know, you get all these... Chinese people sometimes go into the stores and mm. buy in bulk of the, That's a, the formula they bring back to China because it's such a like huge commodity over there. That's it. Everyone yeah. thinks of China as, oh, we are just buying from China. We yeah. forget that a lot of Chinese people are buying as well into yeah. the countries. They're buying into yeah. Australia, definitely, yeah. And they just got a few more people than us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about Instagram? So Instagram, 
again very similar to Facebook in the in the sense that they aren't really there to buy. Yeah. Um, two years ago, if we had sat down and talked about the Australian e-com market, yeah, I probably wouldn't have been very comfortable with recommending Instagram ads just because the conversion rate was so low. Uh, now we're seeing a tremendous shift over the last eighteen months, especially where people are just crazily just purely picking products uh, based on something they've seen on Instagram. Yeah. You know? uh, so Instagram, your audience is probably a bit younger here. Uh, but having said that, we're now seeing the older generation pick it up as well. You know, Obviously, they're seeing their kids on it. They're seeing their teenagers on Instagram. Sooner or later, they're going to check that out as well. Yeah, and that's, that's what it. we're seeing now. So. Yeah. But in general, the, the general consensus will be that your Instagram audience tends to be a bit younger. Um, I guess the last one, probably the is it the oldest one? The oldest? Uh, It'd be one of the original, one of the yeah. OG ones. <laughs> one of the OGs. Yeah. So um, Google, Google ads, yeah. Google PPC ads. Obviously, with Google ads, you've got a whole spectrum of platforms available to you. You've got the you know search search ads. You've got the display ads, and then also you've got the shopping ads. You know? Yeah which can be a bit of a pain to set up, you know, especially getting that product feed going to Google Merchant Center can be difficult for some people yeah. uh, because they do want a lot of detail and they're not not—they're quite vague about, about how to set it all up. Okay. Uh, but having said that, I'm probably a, the biggest fan of Google Ads. Um, when you compare it to Facebook and Instagram, there's no intent there, as we already said. Yeah. Google Ads, the intent is huge. Yes. They just type yep. your keyword into Google, and you're hitting them with your product based on the keywords they've typed in. You know, yep. that's you. You can't ask for a better thing. You know. Yeah, so it. the only thing then is a you have to be present. Hopefully, you don't have too much competition because otherwise your cost per click is going to go through yeah. the roof. Uh, and hopefully, you've also got a good good website, good landing page experience for those that are clicking through. Those are the things that will probably keep your CPC down, so your conversions go up. Which one should you be present at? If you've got enough budget, I think you should be present on all of them. Yeah. Uh, one of my pet hates these days being, coming from a traditional marketing perspective, is that a lot of people think Facebook ads is marketing or Instagram ads are marketing. Yeah. It's not. It, it's advertising. It's a promotional tool and it should be part of your marketing mix. Yeah, you definitely. Know? You should really be ideally omnipresent, you know. You want you want to have four, five, six points of contact with your prospective buyers so they're really confident with you, you know. They go back to that abandoned car, their partners just hassled them, oh, can you take the bin out or something and they've forgotten about you? You know, if they've had five or six points of contact, they're gonna remember your brand name and say, yeah, I wanted to buy that thing off them, I better go back to them, you know. So you're, you're converting just from brand awareness and not having to, you know, focus or hope so much that your retargeting ads are gonna, are gonna work yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. You've got multiple channels, multiple you know points where people are coming in more eggs in more baskets you've got a much much more successful future ahead of you just talking about how you said like how facebook is a marketing and stuff like that facebook ads in general really are like the end of the funnel hmm. it's the conversion section you still have to get their awareness you have to get their interest That's and it. start feeding them into that funnel so i think a lot of people who are just starting out will probably be like oh yeah i'm not going to worry about my content, I'm not going to worry about my website or mm-hmm. anything. I'm just going to like make a simple page and then just 
get people to click through like that but it's not as simple as that you have to worry about just the awareness it doesn't it doesn't work like like that that anymore you know when shopify first came about when drop shipping started becoming a thing you know yeah you could get away with the most mediocre page designs you know You, you would put up a a crappy little timer to create a bit of fake urgency and you know mm. you would find people checking out all that stuff you know while it still works to some extent the effectiveness of it is is decreasing over time people can see frankly through the bullshit and they just don't want to you know they don't they don't want that anymore you know digital yeah. marketing digital advertising as we all know if we look at the gurus it's about creating value it's about giving first creating that trust and authority first you know yep having a dodgy little page design with some timer to create urgency uh, does not qualify as that. Yeah. So you have to look at it. You have to make sure your content's solid, you know, because, yeah, everyone can do the crappy thing overnight, you know, pull it up and put the effort into the it. The effort really comes into the, the, yeah, the effort comes into the content. You have to, like, provide content, um, value to value, your... Yeah to your cut i think that's probably like the number one rule really of content is like is my content that i'm creating going to provide value to my customer that's it yeah. yeah uh and you know don't create the content to sell to them you know if that's your i mean yeah we all want sales but you know that's not what you're creating it for you know yeah you're creating it to boost your authority to position yourself as a subject matter matter expert you know yeah build it. that trust with them and then your products will sell themselves I guess might as well hop into um, the next topic of SEO. SEO, yeah. A lot of people either shy away from SEO because there's a big unknown about it. It's a bit of a black magic thing. Yeah. Uh, Or they're just worried about it because they've seen, you know, the pricing of SEO and how hugely expensive it can be. Mm. Having said that, it should be part of your marketing strategy. You know, Facebook ads should be part of your marketing strategy. So should Instagram and Google ads but SEO should also be part of your digital strategy. You know, It's more of a long-term game, but at the end of the day, who wouldn't love having free traffic come in, You know, where you might be seeing a 10, 20% conversion rate on that, and you haven't paid a single cent for that website yep. traffic to come in. You know, yep. Yeah, you've put a lot of effort and hours into creating content, into making sure your page is perfectly optimized. You've hopefully built a bit of a backlink profile, things like that, yep. uh, but yeah. You know, everyone loves free traffic, and that's only going to scale over time. Yeah, know? that's that's it. Especially with um with our listeners, um, ecom, the e-commerce industry is booming. So we're seeing that shift from traditional physical retail to an online retail. So those sort of queries and stuff on Google will be definitely increasing over time. So that that's it, and more yeah. more long tail keywords are going to become very very important, and that's really where the listeners can can benefit. You know. Think about what what questions people would type into Google in relation to your product. You know that's probably yep. one of the easiest ways of capturing traffic is is answering qu- the questions people might have. You know you've helped them out. They go, oh okay, wow. Now I know how to either use it or be prepared for if I do eventually buy it. You know, especially if you're selling something that someone else has. You know, if you can help them out first when it comes to buying it. They think, oh, who do I go to? Oh, these guys help me out, you know? That's yep. where I'll go back to. Uh, so, yeah, questions are, are a, a perfect way of creating content yep. that is helpful, it's valuable, and, you know, it helps your ranking out at the end of the day too. Let's finish off the podcast with uh, 10 SEO tips, like 10 maybe essentials 
Ten so, essentials. Uh, yeah. Good. So, I guess quality content yep. will be one. One. Um, solid backlink profile. Be present online. You know, social signals are very important. Yep. Run Google Ads. You know, as much as Google probably doesn't want to admit it, but Google Ads do have an impact on your on your organic ranking. Ooh, there's so many, really. Um, <laughs> make sure your Google My Business profile is filled out. It's crazy how many people don't have that. You don't need to list, you know, your address or anything. Yeah. But at the very least, fill out that profile. And yeah, create, 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 create. You know, create content, create videos. You know, yeah. People love watching it, and if people love watching it and engaging with your content, Google can see that positive interaction on your website, and will yeah. ultimately serve your page more often, more frequently. Yeah. How about stuff like um, hosting and like that website speed? Does that play a huge part in like tremendous, yeah? tremendous? So that really becomes part of your on-page optimization. You know. At the end of the day, Google's number one job, or Google's search engine's number one job is to connect the person looking for something with the best possible thing that answers their query, mm. you know? So user experience comes into play, you know? If Google can serve one website that loads in two seconds and another web page that loads in 15 seconds, of course Google's gonna, uh, you know, prefer that, the two yeah, and a half second it. one. Yep. Hosting is where that comes into play, you know. If yep. you're in Australia, you've got Australian customers or Kiwi customers, you should be on an Australian hosting company, you know. Yep. There's no point you going for a cheap provider over in the US or wherever their data centers might be and then just having a response time of, yeah, crap, yeah. basically. You'll find that probably 50% of your website traffic starts dropping off if your website takes longer than five seconds to load. So, yeah, if you're going for the cheap providers because you want to save a few dollars, um, you're not taking your business seriously. You should be investing in your business and quality hosting is, is a part of that. Yeah, I guess we can wrap up the podcast because we've been going for almost 30 minutes. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hopefully people got a bit of value out of that. Yeah, that's it. I hope so too. Um, I think there's some really good stuff in there. A lot of stuff at the Facebook ads and Instagram ads be pretty valuable to our listeners so yeah, get um, on that remarketing and start gathering that data if you're yeah. not collecting data you're running blind and you're not running a marketing strategy you're just guessing well we're ending the podcast on that um call to action i guess you call it <laughs> that's it um so if you want to get in touch with oliver what's the best way to to do that uh, look, you can reach out on really any social media platform. Um, if you've got direct questions, you know, feel free to look me up on LinkedIn. Um, otherwise, yeah, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. Reach out. I'm always happy to answer questions. Well. 3mideas.com.au. All yep. the links are there. Easy. Um, I look forward to hearing from people. Cool. All right. Well, I guess that will wrap it up. So beautiful. Thanks, Thanks for listening, Simon. guys. Thanks, Oliver. All right. See you later. See ya. Thank you for listening to Your Call to Action. This episode has been sponsored by Keepspace. Do you run an e-commerce business? Is picking and packing your orders getting you down? Send your products to us and we'll get it done on time, every time. Integrating right into your website and marketplace with amazing shipping rates. Go to keepspace.com.au forward slash your call to action to get an amazing opportunity.